Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Taj. I'm Damon. Tommy. And I'm Dietrich. I'm just going to keep it simple like that. <laughs> hey, I Finally. like simple. Jeez. Simple works. <laughs> simple works. <laughs> <Finally. good>. yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is uh, Choice Tracks, folks. Uh, this is where we have a site A, where we cover a theme and we pick songs that go with that theme. And then we have a site B where we do a full album review. But before we get started today, I, I'd like to introduce our new uh, guest host for us. Uh, Tommy, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I'm Tommy, uh, living in Los Angeles. Um, like to listen to music when I can, get to a concert here and there, and I think this is going to be a fun, fun night, fun day, oh. fun afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're all looking at different different sides of the sun right now. Right? Yeah. For the moon. Yeah, because we make no secrets that we're in like Austin and South Dakota. So like this is the first time we've had somebody out on the West Coast, different time zone. So. Yeah. West Coast is the best coast. West side. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, well, thank you for that. So we're going to go ahead and go to side A. So I'm going to drop the needle on side A. All right. So uh, this uh, week's episode, this is my theme. Um, I kind of did one of those where I matched it up to my album pick. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and start with the theme. So my theme was uh, singer-songwriters post-2000s. Um, so this was, that was the only requirement. The other kind of requirement I gave the guys was it had to be like an individual's name. I, I didn't want to do like a band that they sing or songwrite their own song. Cause I, I was kind of going for something kind of specific. Um, I actually went, uh, with an artist that we've already actually covered on the podcast once before. Um, but I picked this artist for a special reason because of, uh, the stuff I looked up. So, um, I actually picked uh, Missy Elliott, and the song is uh, Work It. Come on, is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, I'm slipping and reverse it. It's your primitive, it's when you add the It's your primitive, it's when you add So, Missy Elliott uh, is a singer songwriter in her own right. Um, she's also. Uh, written a lot of songs for other artists so um, I don't have my list here in front of me and I had it up before I started the podcast but it looks like I hit the wrong tab there we go um, so yeah she's written for I can't remember who she's written for but a bunch of other artists uh, but yeah she's just a great artist and this song in particular I mean um, is an amazing song um, it's a little bit on the lewd side but <laughs> You know, it's it's Missy Elliott, so how can you say no to that? Uh, but yeah, I mean, she knows. I mean, it just it feels like a compared to like because I know we just had um, Nicki Minaj and we talked about Cardi B, but Missy Elliott's like the original, right? And you know, it's kind of like comparing Katy Perry to Madonna, right? In a sense, so Missy Elliott just seems. Um, more original doesn't have to go as graphic, but it's still very graphic. But it's just it's a cool song and the yeah, the, the track behind it's amazing. But what did you guys think of Work It? I'm gonna tell you, Todd, that Missy Elliott isn't necessarily my jam. Um but what you're saying about her uh rings completely true. Like uh I always felt like 
she was just over the line when it became to like, how does that even get on the radio? Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. Like in a way, like she maybe did pave the way for Nikki and um, you know, like those songs today are super, super graphic. And, but it came from someplace, right? Like the ability to talk about things like that from a woman's point of view in a way, right? Like not having to be a guy and talking that way. But being a woman and talking that way, definitely, I don't know. So, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you did that. Um, what I would say is, Missy is one of those that is, she's one of the guys. And she's in the guy's role. The reason I say that is because her, Timlin, and Pharrell all grew up together in Virginia. All, all literally went to the same high schools, all um, were a part of music from an early age. Uh, she was in a girl group called Sister, but she was one of the main writers. Her and Timberland got together and literally formed the dynamic duo, so to speak. Um, they kicked out artists like uh, Mr. Bagoo, Rest in Peace, Aaliyah, Genuine, um, so on and so forth, plus doing their own individual careers. So the way that I see it is she's a pioneer from the fact of was she an hourglass figure? No, not by any ways. Was she anybody's sexual dream? No. But she put out music that made you respect her for the music. Whether it was Lou, whether it was Crash, whether it was something, talking about One Minute Man versus Work It versus whatever the situation was, you knew who she was when the song came on because it was so different than what everybody else was doing. And that in itself, you know, blended towards, you know, women becoming creative in their own mindset. So for that, you picked the pioneer to start off with, with the run. I'm not mad at it because she literally wrote for everybody. everybody. Yeah. And, and one of the main reasons why I picked her, I forgot to put on there is she's the first female rap artist to win the singer songwriter uh, award for like mm-hmm. lifetime achievement. And it's just like, it's amazing to see because you can, the, the quality of work is there, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. ASCAP BMI awards, the whole nine. Damon, what you take on it, man? Yeah, no, it's uh, as, Definitely catchy tune. This is the, it's not like something I would go out and buy in a record store. You know, when you used to do that. Um, and what, what year did this come out again, Tosh? Uh, this one came out. That's a good question. Uh, this came out. Almost got it. Uh, Definitely after 2000. So it's not. Yeah, 2002. Yeah, 2002. Close. Yeah. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, I remember when this came out. It was, um, I don't know, I feel like after 9-11, you know, in 2001, like, that was a really shitty year. But, like, music after that, the year after, it was almost like everybody was wanting to explode, like, the entertainment industry, because people needed something, you know? And I think, yeah, I think anything in the 2000s, anything after 2000, Developed like in the early 2000s, 2000 to 2010, that probably was like, that was probably what was happening. I think a lot of, a lot of artists were, uh, that were already doing stuff in the nineties. They had changed their tune a little bit and, um, kicked it up a notch. And then now you have like, what is it? WAP. (laughs) And, uh, that (laughs) might, that might have been influenced by. By this artist, <laughs> I, I think a, tad, so a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but you have like some of the sounds are definitely like it's that that old '90s rap, 
mixed with like the newer stuff. And you can hear it too. It sounds almost like uh there's a mix of like what she's doing and then like like male and female artists for the nineties comes in there, especially at the end with the bells. Um I mean yeah. Well and plus this song just has a really I mean, it has a long hook, but it has a really good hook. Like it it's an kind of an easy earworm to This know? is two o'clock in the morning drunk at a club. You don't know where the <laughs> fuck you are. It's just playing. That's what's right. happening. That's what that is. For sure. So all right. So all right, Ray. Ray, move on to our next singer songwriter. Sure. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Dietrich, what did you uh, pick for us to listen to? So, I picked kind of a hidden gem. Um, the reason why I said it is because uh, I've come across a lot of a lot of artists during the time frame, whether it being a musician myself or actually DJing. Um, there were some artists that flew under the radar, and this one particular artist I met in 2016, and he literally we were at a house party out in Westlake Hills. Um, and this person literally was just, um, being a cool guy. And so I knew of him, but I never actually like knew who he was. And then we got to talking and making jokes and everything. And he literally got up, um, in front of everybody and sang a song about, uh, um, a McDonald's order, but he, but he sung it to like a Michael Jackson song. So it, it, it literally, it literally caught everybody off off guard, and he was like one of the coolest people ever um, to me. Um, fast forward, here it is. Now I'm old, considerably old. I'm no longer trying to run in that circle anymore. But he's literally out here, you know, kicking ass and taking names. And he's a couple of years younger than us, so he's not all the way old himself. But he definitely made a lot of his splash from being not a single artist, but also more so being a songwriter. And when I say the names that he's written for, then you'll understand. So um, his name is Eric Bellinger. Um, the song that I chose was, uh, I think, uh, Out of Water. I think that was the one that I went with. It's a, yep. it's a catchy tune. It literally took that whole Chris Brown jump trap and converted it into a sample and literally on the song he's saying you know she doesn't look good i don't want her because i want everybody looking at my girl i want the best girl in the room and um it was a catchy little jingle but here's the thing he's been in the game since 2010 he literally came in with a group called the writing camp and which was nothing but like artists who were songwriting and writing for other people so he's literally written for katie perry he's written for old public he's written for um justin bieber the main person that he writes for now, though, is Chris Brown. Um, he has several Grammys to his name for songwriting, songwriting credits. Um, he's got BMI awards, things of that nature. But Chris Brown and Usher are his main two writers or people that he writes for songs. So as far as hit songs that you've heard on the radio, like Fine China and things of that nature, um, Usher's Let Me See, all of those songs he wrote. Oh man. Um, so he's literally with the artist writing as well, but he wrote himself as well. Um, he's also an artist himself. So he, he does kick out songs and he is kicking out albums and mixtapes and things of that nature. But his primary great winning situation is coming from his writing skills. He can literally flow off the top of his head, create a whole song about cereal and everybody <laughs> would love it just because of the rhythms that he puts in. So based off of that, 
this is one of the folks that I was like, man, if I was going to talk about anybody being a singer songwriter, I didn't necessarily want to talk about, you know, big folks that are already like known in the industry as being those or outside the industry. Mm-hmm. This was like my hidden gem because there's a lot of people that know about him, but then there's a whole slew of people that don't and don't know exactly what he brings to the table. So um, if he got a little bit more credibility or a little bit more push out into the mainstream, he literally is like a Bruno Mars. Both of them have worked on projects as well. So that's the kind of caliber that he has as far as um, writing skill behind him. So what do y'all think about Eric Bellinger? I don't want him. So it, I I liked it. it. It was different. Like it was, it was like interesting messaging. Uh, but yeah, it was a cool song. And you said it. Where was the sample from? Because I couldn't place it. Like I knew the the sample. But um, I was like, yeah. Crisscross Jump. It was their first single. <laughs> I think uh, I would. Okay. So, okay. It, that makes sense. Because it sounded super familiar. I'm like, I know I've heard this <laughs> before, but yeah. Yeah. It's but, funny that you said it was interesting on the messaging because like, <laughs> I'm actually all about this idea. <laughs> like, I really like, like, I've always been that way about like, whoever I'm dating. Like, I'm like, I kind of want people to be looking at them because it, it reflects on me. Like, yes. like if, if nobody's looking at her, then they're like, they're, like he said, there's something wrong with me. Right. So I just, yeah, I think it's a, yeah, good song because okay. of that. I, think I, can, I can feel that. No, it's all good. Yeah. Keep it going. Cause I'm right that way. I'm like, if, if, if we go somewhere and you're not looking fly, you chance to the gym. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. I might yeah. get slapped for it, but you'll think for it later when you got guys coming up trying to buy you drink. I don't want you to accept the drink. You know, remember you're my wife, but I would yeah, yeah. as a compliment. Yeah, like my girlfriend's really she's jealous. She doesn't like if like someone might be looking at me, but I'm like the opposite. I like I like when someone's looking at her because I'm like that's they know that she's with me. It makes me feel like yeah, I'm the shit. I'm on top so, of the world. Fuck all y'all. She's with me. She's yeah. coming home with me. You can't touch her. That's right. That's it. Yep. <laughs> okay. What about you, Damon? What do you think? <laughs> I definitely, uh, I, I can't take your all's point of view because I'd, I'd be sitting on the street right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be looking at a can of whoop ass. Um, to whoop my ass. But uh, as far as like, yeah, as far as music goes, yeah, no, totally like, res- I respect that he's not just a singer, he's a songwriter, he's producer, and, you know, he's, he's, He's working with other other artists to bring them up, and uh, I, I totally have respect for that. So that with that alone, whether I can agree with like the you know like the background of the song or not, you know, I, I like the song actually. And, yeah, I probably agree with you all too. <laughs> I know my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, so whatever. Right? Um, somebody might listen to it and tell her, but who cares? I'll be Bye. probably gone long before. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's like a good pick for a songwriter, a singer after 2000 for sure. Um, and I like the, yeah, you know, like I said, I like the background of the whole production and uh, working with other, other artists. Yeah. That's big for me. So definitely a Dietrich pick, man. Good one, dude. Yeah, I love it. Especially with the whole story behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 
Nobody can go into a story like that other than Dietrich, and you met the guy, so that's that's badass, dude. It works out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and keep on going to our next uh, choice trash choice tracks. Ah. Um, choice trash? No, <laughs> that's a different podcast, dude. Uh, Tommy, what what do you got for us? Um. Well, this next artist, when I met her. <laughs> I was going to steal the thunder there and say that I'd met someone too, but I haven't. Really, right? um, yeah. I, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it, I, I, this is maybe showing my age because for me, like when you say singer songwriter as like a genre, for me, it's like, it's all about like the sixties and seventies. So I was like kind of struggling on this. Um, I had to like hit up Wikipedia. I had to hit up like Google. I had to like try and figure out. And then I had to look at my own playlist and see like, was there anybody of that age that I had been listening to in the past? And um, I came up with Jenny Lewis and the song is um, just one of the guys. No matter how hard I try to be just one of the guys, there's a little something inside that won't let um, And, uh, you know, it's a song that's, it's like poppy and kind of catchy, but it's about maybe something a little deeper. It's about like what it means to be a woman and how, how you have to like navigate that in the world today. Like, yeah. So, um, but it doesn't sound like as deep as it is. It sounds much more like poppy and bubblegum in a way. And the video for it is like all these like, you know, relatively famous people acting as her background band, like her ba- band in the background, and like Beck's on the album. And so, um, I don't know. I, I I like Jenny Lewis. I don't know. I I don't have a ton of her music, but I think that um, as a singer songwriter, like I think her songs are. Um, I like that there's this playfulness between like them kind of being pop, but they're not like they're just a little. They're they're not like. So for me, a singer songwriter always seems like it's sort of uh, like an emotional and like uh, like you're like you're digging to discover something in your emotions. But like her songs are they don't feel that way when you listen to them. Right. They don't feel like introspective, but they are. So that's what I think is cool about her. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like the way that you described that because that's exactly what I got from it. It's like, you know, that there's an extra layer here, but the, the whole sound of it and, and the synchronization and, and the pop, poppiness in it kind of takes you away from that. It, it, like, yeah, it disguises the fact that this is actually a deeper song than what it's supposed to be, which is actually a, a great sign of a good writer is somebody that can, you know, disclose their message within the music and the music sounds great, but there's something for you to pull back a layer and listen to. That's that's a good situation. And Jenny Lewis is definitely one of those that has done that uh, consistently. Like that's her shtick, you know, so to speak. So I really have no problem with the pick. I think that was a great introduction for those who don't know about her. And for those who do, you know, go back and listen to a couple of other songs because there's actually more to it than what you, you know, first get out of it. So yeah, definitely like this one. So, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't know the, the artist or the song before. I probably should, but it sounds like, but yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot. And yeah, especially the, the messaging behind it. And, and what I appreciate with what you said, like, it's not 
you know, when you say singer songwriter, you know, most people think Joan Baez, you know, single, single instrument, you know, the artist singing and playing one instrument at a time. And this is, you know, this is something different. Like you said, it's kind of poppy. It's, but yeah, the the messaging is is fun and playful. And yeah, I I enjoyed it. It's not your typical singer songwriter (laughs) post 2000s, you know, but yeah. What'd you think, Damon? I like, I like the lyrics in the song. Um, I like this song. I know the song and the the artist is great for sure. Um, But uh, yeah, I think, no matter how hard I try to be just one of the guys, uh, that's a great line. And then she talks about how uh, I'm just another lady without a baby. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's actually pretty cool. I don't have kids. So like, that's something that my wife Robin would say for sure. She's, you know, the she's the chick with the, the t-shirt that says cats, not kids, all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh yeah, overall, like, definitely a progressive artist. Really good sound. I gravitate to this kind of sound, and uh, I like her lyrics. I think she's a good she's a good poet, storyteller. I guess you know. I think that's like you get that with a lot of uh, solo artists. So, for sure. Yeah. So, and you said Tommy that you knew uh, Jenny Lewis a, a long time from like before two thousands or. No, like that's what I'm saying. Like I, okay. like I, like I read the name uh, when I was doing some like research, like trying to find someone who was in that that time frame, and I was like, that same that name sounds really familiar. And then I went back to like my own like Spotify playlist and was like, oh, I have something here, and I and it just sort of clicked, came back together for me because I had the song um, already on a playlist for some reason. Um, I have oh, these cool. like random playlists that are like you know if i catch something um that i shazam or something i just have like you know 300 songs in this playlist because it's just things i've heard and i've liked i haven't put them together with anything but she popped up because of that and uh, so yeah oh okay like a research project i was out like cross-referencing my own lists against what i was reading and saying like do i have anybody do i have that person do i like them so yeah that's cool Okay. So, all right. Well, good pick, uh, man. Good pick. Right pick. Thank you. For sure. So, all right. We're going to move on to our last choice track. What do you got for us, Damon? This artist, uh, she's not only a musician, but she's an actress. Uh, you might know her from The Walking Dead, uh, Emily Kinney. Uh, so, I actually uh, saw her play live in a church. Um, the best thing about South by Southwest, and I've talked about South by Southwest because I'm in Austin a lot, and uh, one of my favorite festivals other than ACL. Um, there's been other ones too, but uh, uh, some come, come and gone. But South by Southwest almost went away after COVID hit. They had a little bit of a little bit of a hard time. I think they like lost half their workforce trying to save. You know, with that, but I think they probably brought people back or gave them the option. But that's been my like go-to for new artists or artists that I didn't think were um, that ever would do this. Like Emily Kinney, I didn't, you know, I first saw her on The Walking Dead. It was probably 2012, 2013, 
And 2014, we saw our, this was like a Presbyterian church downtown. Um, love the church venues. The, the Echo, uh, I saw a train in the, in the church and like he didn't even use a microphone. And it, you know, you could hear him clearly. It was great. So definitely good visuals, good, good ambiance, um, and a uh, good sound for sure. But um, this is uh, a song from one of our newer albums. And this is Jam in the Van Sessions, uh, Emily Kinney, and uh, Reasons to Stay Alive. And uh, I liked this because it was like a live version. Reminded me of when I saw her kind of an acoustic set. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is, yeah, this and this is again 2023. Um, so one of her newer, newer songs, but I remember her from 2014. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So what do, you, what do you guys think of uh, Emily, Ken- Emily Kenny? Um, not on The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know she was Beth on The Walking Dead. I just Googled that now. Yeah, that's like, right, Beth. Yeah, her, her yeah. character is Beth, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's interesting to me. I mean, the song is interesting. I, uh, the lyrics, like you're saying, uh, like, it's she's a good poet, right? Like, just the... Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like... I'm reading the lyrics right now, but like the one I liked was where I'm trying to find it. The cold, uh, my, my toe on the cold wood floor, my touch, my toe to the cold wood floor. And it just yeah. is like, I don't know. I, I can like, it brings like, I can actually feel that in a way, like just reading the line. I can like imagine what that feels like. So it's like a strong line for me. I don't, it's, and it yeah. doesn't really, evo- it's not like evocative of much more than just being like, I'm alive and I have sensation and I can feel things. And like, which I guess is, you know, what the song's about in a way, right? Like there's a, there are like minor things in your day that like remind you like to keep living and to keep going and not like stop. Right. Like when things are kind of rough, like it can just be the little things like, yeah. So yeah. And I, and I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I picked this song because I've been going through a lot of that myself. I lost my dad uh, a couple of years ago and other family members throughout, you know, the last 10 years. And, uh, you know, pets and stuff, but like I, which are the closest to me, <laughs> but like, um, I guess like I, I, I kind of related this song to like her walking dead, uh, experience, you know, cause it, it, it's like reasons to stay alive. Right. It's, I think it kind of fit with that, but, um, also outside of that, like you were saying, like, it's, um, really, she really captures like, moments and like experiences with her lyrics maybe it's because she kind of goes through it slowly and but i think an acoustic live set is like to me i think it's like very easy to get like involved in what they're saying the artist you know mm-hmm. um any any live acoustic set but yeah i'm glad you saw that tommy that's cool yeah okay it, it, I, I liked it. It was, I mean, it's kind of, like I said, it, it's kind of the iconic what you think of when you see singer-songwriter, but it was still, like, this one it, I actually enjoyed a lot, and, uh, you know, I could see her performing at church. This would be a super, if you had that right acu- 
acoustics of a church. I could see that. So awesome. Yeah. I mean, I I can totally understand why you picked that venue for, for, for something like this or just her voice in general. But yeah, I think it it matches. They place artists really well. And I think because she does like a lot of acoustic live stuff uh, and she's a solo artist, but um, she, uh, yeah, she was cool to meet too. I got to meet her. I got to tell her like, I love you on the walking dead and, you know, a great show that that's, that's another experience. South by Southwest Marines. You get to meet these artists. Um, and previous episodes, I've talked about that as, as well as episodes going forward. I will mention, uh, and bring to the table, some artists that I've met that are great. So. Cool. So we're going to have a battle about South by Southwest. I think that'd be an interesting topic yeah. to, to go back and forth. <laughs> uh, we, we see it from different eyes. So. I, yeah. I definitely think we need to discuss that. Um, as far as Emily Kenny goes, um, she kind of threw me for a curve. Um, when I listened to her, I, I, I hate to do comparisons, right? But I think for me, it's the best way that I could express, you know, what's going on in my head. So when I listened to this particular song, the first thing that literally came to my head was she is like another version of Jewel. I, I say that because she has the innocence and the um the sense of value in her words uh without trying to make it poppy you know without trying to make it um something that could sell across the world like she's literally just putting her voice and her talents onto the track and it kind of taking it from there right um just just from that point of uh, I can draw like that line that, that Tom said, like literally that point of you put something in my mind that makes me think of how something would, would be to me. And because of that, now I'm more focused on what you're saying. You're not just, you know, spewing out some shit and then saying, Oh, it sounded good. So that's what I was going with. No, she actually puts thoughts behind what she's putting out. Um, I can tell you right now, she's not going to be, you know, this international pop star. Or, nah. you know, this, this international star, so to speak. But she does definitely have enough, um, confidence in her voice to have a cult following. Um, I know she left after season five or met her demise as Beth, you know, but she kind of took that and ran with it. And, um, she didn't really focus right. on, you know, I'm, I'm from Walking Gay. It's no, I'm singing these songs. I'm an artist. Let me get my artistry out. Other people would have, would have put up there. You know, Emily Kinney from The Walking Dead or, you know, just Emily Kinney. That you need to do. Put it up there. She stands her own ground and it actually works. And you can't, you can't take that from her. And from that aspect alone, I like it. Nice. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Uh, your, your perspective on it for sure, man. Um, no, she put out, she put out a lot of singles and then she put out a few albums too. Um, yeah. This is off the latest thing that she's been doing, but, uh, I believe she's like 39. Yeah, she's, so she's a little got, bit younger. Mm-hmm. She's got the background to, or the, the library to actually show that she's serious about music, which there are not a yeah. lot of artists or, or actors turn, you know, musicians. I'm, I'm, I'm tending to lean on the side of she's probably a musician first and just fell into acting. And yeah, well, I think it was like 2004 or six or something like that. She was doing, music yeah uh, but she's had a lot of roles i mean she's she's had 
some current roles and shows and um so she she's uh you know walking dead probably catapulted pulled her into a huge career it probably did help her music career a little bit but like she's one of those artists that probably not a lot of people are listening to or they are she has a huge following but then like you said she's not like hitting you know the top top of the charts right 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 we're not but that's fine at the amas um if we do it's because she linked up and got a good ass song and it's it's top of the charts, but I don't see her in that realm of trying to top the charts. I see her in the realm of I'm putting out my music. This is my truth. If you like it, rock with it. If you don't, I don't really care. That's what, that's the kind of vibe I get from yeah. it, and I like that vibe. Nice. So, okay. Sounds good. All right, Tom. So sounds like we ran through everybody's picks. So uh, let's go ahead and flip the needle over to that side beat. All right. So uh, Tom. You uh, had some homework for us? Yeah, I had some homework for you. All right, so um, I this is like I said, this is kind of my Bobby Gentry <laughs> album. Uh, so we had for some reason I don't know why this song kept coming up, but like when uh, a couple of episodes back we were doing uh, uh, songs for fall, uh, this artist kept coming up, and so I decided to listen to the album. And then after one or two listens of the album, I was like, yeah, I, I, I can't do this track because I got to do the whole album. Um, so I picked uh, Tapestry by Carol King. Um, so once I listened to the album and I knew like two of the songs near the end of the album, I was like, OK, what is going on here? Because like, are these covers? W- what's happening? So I went down the so rabbit you hole. Two of the songs, Ty? Huh? You only knew two of the songs? No, I, I knew the I knew the first song on the album, and then I the like the two songs near the end, like "You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman" and uh, yeah. "Will You Love Me Tomorrow." Like I knew those songs right off the bat, but I didn't know her doing them right. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, "What's going on here?" So I went down a rabbit hole, and I come to find out she's a famous singer songwriter. You know, started in the fifties. Uh, you know, writing for a bunch of artists. Uh, actually did a band called The City, um, but uh, they did one album, but then they didn't tour because she had stage fright. And then uh, she then went on later on to do a solo career. But she's been writing since the 50s to, you know, at least the 90s, 2000s. Uh, one of her last uh, songs that she did, she did with her da- daughter, which was a recover uh, which was the song used for the intro themes for Gilmore Girls, um, and so that she kind of flipped the script on the on her own song and used it for that. But yeah, she's been a singer songwriter for for years and decades. Um, but yeah, I, I I really didn't know her off the. I, I didn't know her. I, like I said, I knew the the, the couple of songs on here. Actually, you're right. I didn't know more than one because I knew the uh, "You Got a Friend" uh, yeah. song. And yeah, so yeah, I knew those two for sure. So, um, yeah, yeah. it's it's funny because this is when, when, when I was saying I was struggling, like this to (laughs) me is like, like, like what a singer songwriter is like Carol King, like, because she's written for like everybody, right? Like James Taylor, like, I mean, obviously like you've got a friend is his song, right? But she sang it, she wrote it. And, um, so it, yeah. You know, she's 
crazy um what's the word i'm looking for um uh when you have written so many things like she's um oh what, there's a word for it yeah well the, the other thing that i thought was interesting is uh she's it i know she's in the genre of singer songwriter and she normally always c- collaborated with uh a couple of people um uh, but she was kind of more the melody person than the lyric person. Like she yep. wrote the melodies for all these, which is kind of unusual because when you look up singer songwriters, they're always the lyric people, not the, not the melody, but that was her, her thing. And like, just that you listen to this album and like, there's such diversity in tunes and, yeah. and yeah. Wait, so. Well, you, will you love me tomorrow? Her, her, her future husband wrote, the lyrics to the song she wrote the the music and then her version of it is like the Sherelle's version is like it's like that's like a, a 60s like radio song right like right. It's girl band and then her version is just like it's just it's so much slower and so much um yeah it, it has a different meaning because it's slower and it feels like it's someone who's not a high school kid falling in love it feels like someone who's like 30 falling in love right like it's a different vibe suddenly right um, so it, exactly for for sure yeah it yeah because there's it and for some reason i thought the uh the will you let me tomorrow i thought it was a boy band in the 50s that did it like it was a cruiser because like I, I thought it was a gender swap on it but maybe it, it was i think it was uh, the shirelles too then i mean okay i'm gonna i'm gonna google it <laughs> so you, you may be right but yeah i was because i thought it was a gender gender flip on it but yeah but yeah with the slower beat it just has that more of a importance to the words right the, the other ones it's just you know you know puppy love you know yeah will you let me tomorrow this is more like no will you you know i'm putting my heart on the line here will you let me tomorrow but yeah so um so i'm gonna go ahead and throughout my pick so uh and uh i'm gonna probably do uh, you got a friend winter spring summer because i feel like i knew her version m- more than the whoever covered it but, or did it but yeah but that's taylor my, okay <laughs> i knew you were gonna pick that I, I, I just knew. I, I sat quiet because I'm like, if I say anything, I know he's gonna pick that. I'm like, ah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'll go ahead and jump in. So, uh, here's the deal. Me and Carol King have some things going on. Um, I love her albums as a whole. She doesn't have a lot of singles on the album per se, but every song that usually she comes out with has some shit that literally hits you in the heart um you can relate to it you can vibe to it uh i my personal favorite is what 72 uh rhymes and reasons that's my that's my album that's the one i go for that's that's what i ride for i also like winter which was her first album in 1970 so i've known about her for a good little while um on this particular album i will say that Yes, the natural woman and, um, you know, got a friend like those, those are the lead hitters, right? And she's got a couple of other singles that are on here that definitely hit the charts. Um, if it comes to me and you know, I like to pick 
like off the 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 beaten path, so to speak. Right. Backwater Jack. You can't talk to a man with a shotgun in his head. That's that's got my vibe. Just just <laughs> that's that's where I'm coming from with that because um otherwise, you know, I I literally go down, you know, all of the bad paths and the whole nine. Nah. Give me something that makes it sound like it's gonna be a banger and I'm on it and the off kilter set and the, and the whole change no changes and all nine. Like I'm involved with that. So Slabwater Jack is my that's my jam. That's the one with the the, the chorus you can't reason with a man with a shotgun, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I because it was such a funky beat and then you listen to it and you're like, What is this song? And she's like, Alright. <laughs> I'm not questioning you, but it makes sense. You can't reason with the guy with the shotgun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's a little fun, right? Um, but but you know, with all said and done, hell of a songwriter, hell of a musician, hell of an artist, just flat out hell of an artist. So you know, we we gonna have to cover a little bit more of her. We could dedicate a show to her, and uh, everybody pick their favorite album and what they want to go with, and then we can put her all on the mix, or we can just pick another song track. But um, I, I do think that that would work best because she deserves more credit than just a little bit of a shout. Gotcha. Okay. Did, so, did, did, did anybody pick Will You Love Me Tomorrow yet? But will you love me tomorrow? Was that yours, Tommy? No. I You know, I would have gone with the James Taylor song as well. Um but after you know, I ha- I'm familiar with Carol King. I'm, I wouldn't say that I was familiar with any of her albums, and so um, listening into it earlier, um, and I'm trying to find the name of the song now because um, it was something that I wasn't familiar with. Um, so I'm I'm going to jump in while you're looking yeah. that up. Then, so Damon, you're not going to do the first track. I thought you for sure would do the first track on this album because because that's what got me to listen to this album is that first track. <laughs> I feel the Earth Move isn't my favorite song though. I mean, I, I know it really well. Carol King is like a Janis Joplin toned down, and yes, yes. they're like the same era, but. Um, yeah, and I love both those artists. And we've talked about Janis Joplin before with some mm-hmm. of the other episodes. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I like the duets for sure. I think it, this time period had a lot of duets, and it was done differently. It's still not my favorite time period <laughs> for music, but um, I mean, Carol King's like she's killing it, man. And, I, and listening to this album, I was like. When you when you had mentioned what her homework was, I was thinking about it and I was thinking, yeah, Carol Keene. Okay, I know her stuff for sure. Um, and some of the stuff like Beautiful, Home Again, like I I just it, maybe I've heard it before, but it was like re-listening to the artist Carol Keene, like listening to her stuff over again as if as if I never heard her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Tapestry is a really good one for that, um, and. I like lyrics, like we talked about before, Taj. Right. Uh, but she she's a poet, man. I mean, she's definitely right there with um, fits your theme too. <laughs> right. You definitely yeah, for sure. You definitely picked an artist that goes with your theme. But yeah, I was excited to hear that. I was almost surprised 
but not because I think you've developed this, like, <laughs> I guess, like, uh, I don't know if you, like, I know you knew who Carol King was before, but you're, I like how you've done a deep dive, um, like a deep dive into your the history of what you've listened to. And so is this like, this is like a childhood kind of like thing for you? Kind of. Yeah. Your parents listen to it a lot or. Uh, I'm not sure, but like I, I, like I said, I knew, I knew the songs like, cause my, my dad yeah. was like fifties. My mom was more like seventies. So, but like, and that's where like some of the, the songs you're like, wait a minute, I know this song, but it's like at a different tempo. Uh, and some of them I knew at her singing them. So that that's where I was like, yeah. So I was like, and I just had to plus, yeah, I feel the earth move is what sold me. I was like, you know what? I really like this song. I don't know why it's on the fall playlist, but like, I really like this song. And then like, I wonder what the album is like, because I've never listened to it. And then it just, I got sucked into the rabbit hole. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, get, yeah. you get a jazz vibe here. You get a lot of, um, contemporary rock, you know, like at the time. So you had like Leonard Skinner, it was big. And I mean, it, so you're hearing all this like different stuff, Joplin. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they all sat around and had drinks at one point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, I'm going to go with, with Dietrich here. Like I, I knew a lot of the songs, but I, I wasn't familiar with way over yonder. That was the song I was looking for. Way over yonder. Is a place that I uh, the title, um, and for me, like that's like a new find for me today, and it, that made that the new song for me. Like that made it the fame, the favorite song for me on the album, because I hadn't, I wasn't familiar with it, and it, I liked the sound of it. Um, but uh, it's, it's to your point, Damon, about like the influences are like, you know, even that "Will You Love Me Tomorrow," like. Joni Mitchell singing on that and so is James Taylor like they're background singers right yeah, they were famous exactly. in their own right and they were her right. background singers because like she was just that sort of songwriter like everybody wanted to sing her songs right she wrote for so many people so um, well, she was dating James Taylor I'm sure that had something to do with it but yeah but yeah well cool well, thank you guys. I'm glad you you enjoyed this week's homework. <laughs> so, but yeah. And, um, <laughs> I was like, I don't even care about this. Uh, this uh, <laughs> was it homework? Right. It was like, it was uh, yeah. It didn't feel like homework. Yeah, that was what was good about this pick, man. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. So, all right. I like uh, some of your others, but you know, I, <laughs> compared to everything else that you've had us listen to, not finally you picked else. one that I could listen to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a, a few bad ones, but you know, not yeah, a few bad ones. Okay, so probably just to give you a little background. Um, Wait, you thought they were bad? To- and you yeah. purposely made no, us listen no. to it? I, I didn't think it was bad. It just, in retrospect, I could pick oh, okay. better artists sooner. So, yeah, that, that's all I'm saying. Kyle's made us listen to Kesha on his first pick. Was hey, like, Rainbow <laughs> was not a bad one. It, but I, I do not I do not. to Kesha. learn that Kesha's not that bad. Like, <laughs> yes. And that's what, yeah. what kind of got us into the, to the, to the, 
to the world of Taj and then figuring him out. And it was like, okay, we can't really just like crap on you. And then you started coming yeah. up with some good picks. He's made some horrible picks. We we all have, literally. But yeah. he stuck to his to his guns. And um, yeah. this, this was I mean, you like what you like, it. right? Exactly. <laughs> throw, throw, exactly. Throw that shit in a playlist and it's all good. I mean, yeah. right. Yeah. Somebody will like it, yes, for sure. <laughs> it's just you know, sometimes it wasn't you know, three other guys, but it's okay. It's not. Right. It worked. <laughs> so, all right, no shade, well, no shade. Let's just cover. No shade. All right. Well, before we uh, wrap things up, uh, Tommy, do you have some homework for us next week? Yeah, I, I, I do, and I think that would be. Um... Some good homework would be maybe to study uh, Charlie Crockett, a man from Wilco. Not the man from Waco, not the man from Wilco. Man from Waco, by Charlie Crockett. Okay. It's a good listen. You should check it out. Sounds good. He's not an ex-member of Wilco or anything. No, no, no. (laughs) No. Um, Because that would have been cool. All right. Well, if anybody else has anything, I'll go and wrap it up. Yep, go ahead and do your spiel, Tom. Give us what you got. All right. Uh, well, this has been Trace Tracks. Uh, you can find this on our website at tracetracks.com uh, or email us at tracetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. We have matching playlists on both Spotify and Pandora. And we ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I'm Taj. I'm Damon. I'm Tommy. And I'm the guy that you got a friend in. But beforehand, we just want to say thank you, Tommy, uh, that you know for being a part of the show and, and giving us some great feedback and, and what your thoughts and everything. And uh, my name is Dietrich, and we're going to sign out and pick up that little but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks.